second service of the series that the Lord has laid on my heart in his image, um, God created us to be like him. He created us in his image. And um, you don't have to get up if you can't. <laughs> um, so let's turn together to Genesis 1, verses 26 and 27. It says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. You know, he's talking to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They will reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, the small animals that scurry along the ground. And so God said, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, both male and female. God created us to be like him. So when he spoke, hallelujah, the heavens were created. In Genesis 1, here's just a portion of it. It says, and God said, let there be light. And what happened? There was light. And then God said, let there be space between the waters that separate them. And then it happened. So whenever God spoke something and declared something, it happened. Why? Because there was power and dominion in his voice, right? And so I think it's really awesome and really interesting in verse 26 and 27 how God says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let them also, like, like us, let them have dominion and power in their words and power in their voice. So God created us to be like him so that we could rule and reign in this earth, that we wouldn't be helpless in this earth, but that we would have power and authority and dominion in this earth, just like God. I'm not saying we're, we're God. He's God. But he, you know, the word of God says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. That means that anything that we're facing in this life, out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth will speak. Our mouth will speak and create and determine the outcome of our lives. And we're going to be looking at that today. But we need to realize how powerful this thing is. The reason it's powerful is because we were created in the image of God. And his words were powerful. When he spoke it, it came to pass. And so we need to realize that we are children, sons and daughters of the living God. And we, too, have been created to create. We determine the outcomes of our lives through what we speak and what we allow into our hearts. Amen. So God created man in his own image and his likeness so that we can have dominion and power just like him. Okay, so Luke 10, 19 says this, and he's talking to the disciples. He's talking to you and I. He says to them, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy so that nothing shall by any means hurt you. That was God's plan, is that nothing would by any means hurt us. That, greater, that we would realize greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. That we would realize that we have built into us and on us the power to create, the power to demolish the enemy's kingdom, the power to push back the gates of hell. And you know, the word of God says sometimes we're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. We don't have quite the understanding of who it is we really are. We are children of God, the one and only. 
We are sons and daughters of God created in his image and in his likeness. That doesn't put us on the bottom of the totem pole. That puts us at the top. Amen? And we were created powerful. We were created to create and to have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing. And that also means the enemy, you know? And so we have, he said, behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy so that nothing shall by any means hurt us. Well, your questions that are going through your head right now, well, then why do bad things happen to good people? Why does bad things happen to believers? Because they don't really know who they really are. They don't know what they have at their disposal, that when we speak, something is created. If we cooperate with the enemy and what he is doing in this world or how he's trying to attack our lives, and we cooperate with him by speaking what he's speaking, then that's what we create. But when we cooperate with God and what he's speaking, and he says, by Jesus' stripes you were healed, he says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed, and we start declaring, I'm free, I have the victory in Christ Jesus, no weapon formed against me will prosper, all who rise against me will fall. When we start cooperating with God and speaking, declaring what he's speaking, we create that. Because we are created in his image and in his likeness. He created us with the same power to speak and to release and to create. Amen? Proverbs 18.21 says this. Death and life are in the power of what? The tongue. Literally. The word of God is so much more literal than we realize. Death and life are in our tongue. Which direction are you going to direct your life? It's all directed by this thing in our mouth. (laughs) How God released the power and created things in this world in the same way we have been given the power and the dominion to release and create with our voice. We speak something and it comes to pass. How many of you know that that, that's true? (laughs) Maybe you're dealing with some stuff because you have come and, and I'm not saying like there's good people that are attacked by the enemy. The Bible says that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But on the other hand, I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. So you have a choice to make which side is your mouth going to speak. Which side, do you, which way do you want to live? Do you want to live with the enemy killing, stealing, and destroying? And I know sometimes it feels real, but the devil's a liar. And we know that God says his word doesn't return void and that he's in fact not a liar. And so whatever he says in his word is true. So I'm going to make my tongue be in agreement with the word of God and speak life over the situation, no matter how it feels. Because when I speak, I create. Why does the word of God say, hold fast to your profession of faith without wavering? Because sometimes you feel like wavering. Sometimes the boat is rocking and you're like, hello, it feels totally real over here. But God says, hold fast to your profession of faith, to whatever the word of God is saying. Hold fast to that. Keep on speaking it because it's going to come to pass. Hold fast to your profession of faith without wavering for he is faithful to who he's promised. He has promised us this entire word. Every single thing in it is ours. Every bit of it. But we need to cooperate with what it says and declare it and speak it because we were created in his image. 
Let's turn um, together to James 3. This is just talking today about how powerful our tongue is and so how we need to, you know, know that and keep it under control. <laughs> Make sure that it's leading us in the right direction. Proverbs 3, 1 through 6, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church. <laughs> For we who teach are going to be judged more strictly. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. So our tongues can be unruly sometimes. And that's why it even says that not everybody should teach because we're held to a kind of like a higher judgment um, that we have to control our tongues and make sure it's in line with the word of God in the pulpit and out of the pulpit. We're going to be judged for, you know, being an example. He says, we can make large, um, a large horse go wherever we want it by a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses it to go, even through the wind, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, your tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. Among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is it is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire. For if it is set on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. So basically, we need to make sure our words are lining up with God's words. Or you can create and, and you can, you yourself, cooperate with what the enemy is trying to do and steal, kill, and destroy from the life that God wants for you. See, everything good and everything perfect comes from the Father above. There's nothing bad. There, there's nothing of the enemy's kingdom that's from God. He's a good and perfect and loving Father, okay? But when we cooperate with the attacks of the enemy by speaking and declaring and saying, but it feels so real, you know, the ship is rocking and whatever, and you just speak and declare and, and cooperate with what he's doing, you give him permission to keep doing what he's trying to do. However, on the other side, when we use our tongue like a rudder of a ship and you want to go the way of life, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost, you want to go the way of healing and health for your whole body, you want to cooperate with what God says is yours, then you need to start finding scriptures about healing or scriptures about victory or scriptures about deliverance that whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So that means I'm free, right? And so if you're dealing with stuff and it feels so real, you want to find the word of God and start speaking and using that rudder of your tongue and declaring and creating with your own mouth. God created the heavens and the earth through speaking, and it says, and it was. But then he said, and then he created man, man and woman, in his own image, in his own likeness, and he gave them the power and the dominion to rule to speak, to declare, and establish a thing. That's why he says, hold fast to your profession of faith. That means that sometimes it is, it's a word of faith. It's a word, a declaration, something that necessarily isn't feeling real right now, but his word is true, so you can say it anyways, because his word is, does not lie. Amen? Proverbs 6, 2 says that we are snared by the words of our own mouth. We get ourselves into trouble. 
you know, little kids, they sometimes um, do what's called like a little white lie. And it kind of snowballs. We've corrected our kids a number of times. They're downstairs, so they don't know what we're telling on them. But we've corrected our kids a number of times, catching them in saying something that just wasn't true or didn't really happen that way. And we nip it in the bud right away and really come down hard on that because we know that your tongue is the rudder of your ship. And whatever way you go and whichever side you yield to, that's the direction of your life. And we don't want that. That, doesn't, that might look like a little white lie. That might look like something small right now to you. But the enemy is a deceiver of the brethren. And he loves to kill, steal, and destroy and deceive people into thinking, oh, it's not a big deal, you know, if I say this or I say that or if this is a little white lie or if I just gossip a little bit or if I just, um, just start talking about the sickness in my body. It's, it's true. This is what's going on. The devil is a deceiver of the brethren. That's exactly what he needs to kick the door in. The word of God says to give the enemy no foothold. So when we speak with our tongue and cooperate with the enemy and what he's trying to do in our lives, which is kill, steal, and destroy, we're giving him that foothold. But when we use the rudder of our live ship, which is our tongue, and come over here and cooperate with God's word, our lives are going to go in the direction of God's word. And it might not be immediate effects, and you might not see the manifestation of what you're believing that God's word says about your life right away, but you will see it come to pass because God says he is faithful to whom he's promised. He says his word does not return void. It will accomplish what he said it'll do. It'll prosper where he sent it. He sent it right here to you and I. We can stand on it. We can speak it. We can declare it. And if we'll hold fast to that profession of faith, we'll see the promise. Amen? Psalms 139.14, David was coming, I believe, to the realization of all that God created us to be. He was amazed at the fact that God created us as kind of like little creators. We've got power in our mouths. It's our tongue that leads and guides our lives. And, you know, some of us are, like, biting our tongue right now or biting our lip or whatever because you're remembering the things that you said earlier this week or whatever. (laughs) And you're like, man, I really shouldn't be saying that. And that's the Holy Spirit. That's not me stepping on your toes. It's the Holy Spirit dealing with your heart saying, I don't want you to go that direction. I want you to go to the direction of life and life more abundantly. He says, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper, that your soul would prosper, that your spirit would prosper, that you would prosper in every area. That's what God wants for us, but we're going to have to listen to his word and realize this this thing that we're created in his image. We're created with power in our mouths. And if we'll cooperate with him, we'll create life in our lives. Amen? So Psalms 139, 14, he says, David says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know them full well. He starts having revelation of all that God has created him to be and do. And I think that's what the body of Christ needs. We need a revelation of what we are, whose we are, and who we are. Being God's children created in his image, in his likeness, having power. We're not powerless people. We don't have to put up with the schemes of the enemy. We don't have to be walking around all beaten up and, you know, just 
down and out. We don't have to be that way. That's why God wanted to move in that way this morning, because he wanted to destroy the works of the enemy so that you wouldn't go into this with a defeated spirit. No, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. And you can, by faith, whether you feel it or not, declare in the name of Jesus Christ as of today. What's the date today? As of today, June 14th, 2020, I am free. Because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Because every knee has to bow to the name of Jesus. When we laid hands on you or when we spoke over you and declared in the name of Jesus, you're free. God went out and he started touching people. Amen? And so from today, you can declare I'm free, and then you're cooperating with your tongue. You're creating with your tongue victory. You're cooperating with God. But when you cooperate with the symptoms, the lying symptoms of the enemy, the oppression of the enemy, the attacks of the enemy, you're using your tongue as a rudder of a ship to go the direction he's leading. We don't want that. And I know none of you would raise your hand that you want that. And God doesn't want it for you either. So he's teaching us to be the captain of our own ship. (laughs) Clayton was just playing some captain. He made a CD called Captain Clayton, but there was something else. He actually mimicked one um, that he grew up on with a captain who'd come in to the the children's church, he said. A full team of people um, with like a pirate theme teaching the children how to live their lives for the Lord. It was awesome. But anyways, you are the captain of your own ship. So you got Captain Clay, we got Captain John, we got Captain Nancy, we got Captain Jenny, Captain Chad, and you're the captain of your own ship. And whatever way you direct your rudder, that's the way your life is going to go. You can't blame it on me. You can't blame it on God. You can't blame it on the devil. You are the captain of your own ship. Whatever way your tongue is directed that's the way you're gonna go yeah and so so many times when we're dealing with stuff we want someone to blame well you're gonna have to look in a mirror because there's nobody else that you can point at because it's you and your tongue that's either cooperating with the kingdom of heaven or cooperating with the kingdom of hell we are the rudder of our own ship it's in our mouth I love this. Luke 10, 17. It's the story of Jesus. He sends out his disciples and he tells them, go lay hands in the sick and see them recover. He was teaching them and he was still here on earth. This is before he um, died. He tells them, go out and lay hands in the sick in my name and see them recover. They come back rejoicing and exciting. And they say this, master, even the devils are subject to us when we use your name. Why? Because we're created in his image and in his likeness. Because he, had, he said in um, Luke 10, 19, I give you the power. I give you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, you know. And he gave us power and authority to um, resist the devil and he will flee. To, to push back the gates of hell. To not have to put up with that stuff. He gave us the power and the authority. And not only that, he created us in his image, in his likeness to be able to release and direct our lives and release and create through our mouths. I hope that today, you know, this word kind of helps you to correct the direction that your lives have been going. 
Instead of saying, I'm in bondage, instead of saying, I'm an addict, instead of saying, I'm this or I'm that or I'm oppressed or I'm depressed, you can say, I'm free in the name of Jesus. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. You can say, by Jesus' stripes, you know, the devil might say, yeah, but what about that back thing that you've been dealing with? What about that sickness that you're still taking medicine for? What about this? What about that? You can say, it doesn't matter. Every time I take that medicine, I can say, by Jesus' stripes, I was healed and cooperate with the kingdom of heaven and start guiding with our mouths the rudder of our ship. Because we were created to direct, to be the captain of our own lives. We are little creators of our own lives. And so when you think about it that way, you're like, wow, I better keep watching my mouth. (laughs) I better watch out what I'm sowing into my heart. Because the word of God says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we need to keep a watch on what we're allowing into ourselves. I've said this a number of times, but just to give you the reference, Philippians 2.10, it says, At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess, both in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Every one of them has to bow to the name of Jesus. There's nothing that's um, just, there's nothing that's excluded. In heaven, in earth, and under the earth. And what did he say? I give you authority to use my name. Go, cast out devils. Go, lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Using the name of Jesus. Because when we speak and release the name of Jesus, guess what? Jesus goes to work. The Holy Spirit goes to work and starts creating whatever we're speaking. Hallelujah. We were created in his image just like his disciples we need to come to the reality and, and the realization that we've got power in our words. They were shocked, you know. Jesus probably had given them, you know, the down low. They, he had probably, you know, discussed this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to um, take place. When you speak, you're a creator. When you speak and release my name, power is coming out and it's going into the situation and I'm going to create. This is what's going to happen, okay? So they go out and they do it and they're still amazed. And you know what? We went out and ministered again this week, and I'm still amazed. Because the word of God is true, and he says he backs up his word. He says he watches over his word to perform it. It's he who performs, but it's us who has to cooperate. And we're either going to cooperate by our tongue with the kingdom of hell or with the kingdom of heaven. We were created in his image to do this. Luke 6.45, it says, The person... The good person, out of the treasure of his heart, produces good. And an evil person, out of the evil of his heart, produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you've got to watch what you're putting in your heart. Watch what you're sowing into your ears, into your eyes. Watch what you're meditating on. That's why he says, he who meditates on the word day and night, he is like a tree planted by streams of living water. His leaf will not wither, and whatever he does will prosper. In other words, when you're meditating on the word of God, you're getting deep into your heart. That's what's going to come out of your mouth when you're faced with whatever circumstance. And whatever you do is going to prosper. You're going to go the way of the Lord. Life and life more abundantly. But when you sow 
into your life. The, the corruption and the things of this world that the enemy is sowing into, the enemy's um, doing in this world. I don't watch a lot of the news because there's all corruption. The enemy is just constantly, all they do is broadcast what the enemy is doing. We need to have God TV. I know that there's YouTube and this and that, but like we need to have equal time and broadcast that into the, the hearts and lives of the people. Let that be sown into our hearts so that we follow and, and, and put that into our hearts so that out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks that. See, whether they're Christian or not, people are watching the news and they're sowing that into their heart. And guess what they're doing? Creating. They're creating. So you got how many of the world creating that atmosphere? Creating that sickness. Just like lifting up the enemy's kingdom on a pedestal. But when you see what the enemy's doing, we need to look to the word of God meditate on the word of God and start speaking because we know we're a creator now we need to start speaking in line with what God says we need to start finding out okay in the last days he says he'll pour out his spirit so I just declare and I release the spirit of God on the situation in the name of Jesus he he said the latter rain will be greater than the former rain so in the name of Jesus I just release a greater glory a greater outpouring of the spirit of God bigger than this earth has ever seen in the name of Jesus start cooperating with what God wants to do instead of what the enemy wants to do put a guard on your heart and put a guard on your mouth if it's not nice don't say it said one smart mother do you know what i'm talking about thumper okay put a guard on our mouths proverbs 12:18 says the words of the reckless pierce like swords but the tongue of the wise brings healing proverbs 4:23 says guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. That sounds really familiar. It says our tongue is the rudder of a ship, and it determines the course of our life. So that means, first, what we allow into our hearts is then going to be reproduced and come out of our mouth. Now, I'm not saying, you know, because we're attacked sometimes with thoughts, you know, and what God says is to take every thought into captivity that's contrary to the knowledge of God. In other words, if you recognize the enemy's trying to make you feel depressed, the enemy's trying to make you think about suicide, the enemy's trying to make you be angry and, and, and um, unforgiving towards someone, you know that's contrary to the knowledge of God. Anybody with a little bit of sense knows that God's not in any of that. So you're going to take those thoughts captive and say, no, those are not my thoughts. This is an attack of the enemy. So in the name of what? Jesus, I command you, devil, to flee in Jesus' name. You're using your tongue. You're commanding him to flee, and you're resisting him. And guess what? He has to bow. He has to flee. If it doesn't work the first time, tell him you mean business and do it again and again. Amen? But when we're attacked by the enemy, we need to take those thoughts captive because the minute you give place to those thoughts and start pondering on those thoughts, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I do feel that way. Yeah, yeah, I am pretty angry at that person for doing that thing, you know. Um, yeah, I'm just going to, like, think about this for a while, Ugh, what I could do to them. You're harboring unforgiveness. You're pondering on it in your heart. You're letting it get into your heart. 
And what does it say? Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. Well, guess what? You're directing your ship, Captain. You're going that direction. And it's not headed for something good. It's not headed for blessing. So we need to sow the word of God into our hearts. It's so important. I love, um, there's one friend that watches or that um, listens. She doesn't come all the time. And um, this is going to be a good message for you, Wendy. (laughs) But she'll listen to the word, and she gets attacked and uses her words to direct her life in a different direction. But she'll go back and listen again, which is great. Because what you're doing is you're sowing that into your heart. And you're, if you haven't gotten a hold of the entire thing the first time, go back on Facebook or go back on um, YouTube or wherever else we are, podcast, and listen to it again to sow that into your heart so you can get that foundation in your heart so that when you're faced with those circumstances, that your rudder, your tongue, is going to go in that direction. Because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. So God says in Proverbs 23, to guard your heart. Watch out what you're watching. Watch out what you're listening to. Whether that's a spiritual ear, you know, the enemy's trying to tell you things, watch out, don't listen, resist it. Or whether that's somebody's watching something that in your house that you can't handle, take a walk or tell them you don't appreciate it or whatever. And just watch out what's being allowed into your heart and into your life because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is going to speak. Hallelujah. Psalms um, 141.3 says it again. Set a guard over my mouth, O Lord. David's realizing that he needs to do this too. Guard over my mouth, O Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Why did he say that? Because he kind of went down the wrong path. And he knew that it had to do with his lips and what he was allowing into his heart. He started pondering on killing a woman's husband that he was lusting over. And guess what? It gave place a foothold to the enemy. He followed through with that. Every sin, I talked about this once before, every sin first comes with a thought. You can cast that thought down or you can start pondering on it. Every, um, you know, criminal, you watch these criminal minds, I don't watch it, but I've heard about them. You watch these criminal mind stories and it always starts with them watching um, some kind of horror movies or whatever, and then they start pondering on how they, you know, don't like somebody or this or that, and it ends up pondering, and then it ends up coming out that they're yielding to the enemy, giving the devil a foothold. We need to realize how important it is to guard our hearts and how important it is to guard our mouths and not speak, because when we speak, we create And I don't want some of the things that I've spoken out about. I want life and life more abundantly. Amen? I want what God wants for me. Don't make the mistake. Um, I I wrote this down this morning. Um, Brother Hagen said this. Don't make the mistake of thinking your words are meaningless or powerless. They have creative power, just as God demonstrated when he created the heavens and the earth. Why? Because you were created in his image, and now you have the same authority to do the same in Jesus' name. Our words are not powerless, and 
it's up to us which direction we want to go in our lives. If we want to go life, life more abundantly, we want to be blessed, we want to be healed, we want to be delivered, and everything that God promises us, then we're going to watch what we allow into our hearts, and we're going to speak and allow the word of God to sink into our hearts, and we're going to meditate on it, and we're going to speak it. When we're faced with controversy, we're faced with attacks of the enemy, we're going to stand on the word of God, hold fast to our confession of faith, amen, without wavering. Hallelujah. If we speak life over our lives, we're going to get life. If we speak death over our lives, we're going to get death. Let's say we're dealing with sickness and disease. Say we're dealing with some kind of infirmity, whether that be mental, whether that be physical. You find the scriptures and meditate on them. Isaiah 53, 5, by Jesus' stripes, I was healed. It might not seem real at first, but you know that God is not a liar that his word is true. So I'm going to stand on his word, and regardless of what it feels like, I'm going to speak and let my rudder do the, you know, directing and start speaking the word of God. By Jesus' stripes, I was healed. Maybe you're dealing with financial difficulty, and what does the word, God say, word of God say about that? Deuteronomy 28, 6 says that I'm blessed coming in, and I'm blessed going out. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not by beneath. And so I'm not going to speak, oh, yeah, I couldn't pay my bills, I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that, oh, I can't get my hair done, I can't get clothes, I can't just keep on saying all the negative and everything else that the enemy has tried to attack you with, or are you going to start speaking what God says is true over your lives and start seeing that fruit in your life? Are you going to start creating that atmosphere? I want that. I want the healing I want the blessing. If you want joy in your life, 1 Peter 3.10 says, um, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. If you want joy in your life and you want to enjoy the life that God has blessed you with, what you need to do is guard your mouth and your heart Keep your tongue from speaking evil. What is he talking about? He's talking about cooperating with the enemy's kingdom. What the enemy's trying to tell you, trying to come against you with. He says in James 4, 7, resist the devil. We said this already. And he will flee from you. But if you cooperate with the enemy, guess what? He is going to stay as long as he can. As long as your words are cooperating with him, he has permission to stay. And we can't blame anyone but our own tongue. So we need to put a stop to that and guard our heart and start directing our ship with our mouth. Amen? And I mean, and this is concerning anything. We've got power in our tongues. You find something in the word of God, start releasing and creating it. You find something that you want, I'm moving from glory to glory in my walk with the Lord. I am strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. You know, greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. I don't have to fear what's going on in the world because God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. We start directing the rudder of our ship in the direction and start seeing these things coming and manifesting in our lives. We see certain Christians and you're thinking like, oh man, they've got it all together. Oh man, they're blessed. Guess what? They're the captain of their own ship and the, the thing that they did, you can do also. Guard your heart 
and watch your mouth. Direct your ship whichever way you want it to go. If you've ever come up to a struggling situation where, where you're struggling financially, do what the Word of God says to do. Give and it shall be given unto you. And then start speaking, I am blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Yeah, God's my supplier. He supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. Yeah, the word of God is so true. And there's scriptures for everything. That's why we need to read it every single day. We need to, the word of God says to hide his words in our heart that we might not sin against him. That means that so that our words will be not contrary to him, but in line with him. So we need to get that word into our hearts, into our lives. Amen? Anybody receive something today? Whether it was during the message or before. When we guard our heart and we cast down thoughts that are not pure, that are not lovely, that aren't out of a good report, then you know it's the enemy's kingdom. When we cast down those thoughts um, and we yield to God's spirit and meditate on the word. And you know what? This is, this is what's so cool about the word. You hide the word of God in your heart, meaning you're reading the word of God, you're thinking on it, you're meditating on it. The word of God says that at the right time, the Holy Spirit will bring back to your remembrance the things that you learned. And when you need it most, he'll bring it up to you. Speak this. Speak this. Create this. Go this way. And so you start speaking in line with God's word, and your ship starts turning the corner and going the right direction. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, that's all I have for today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you and praise you. We thank you for lessons in your word that are so powerful, Lord, that if we'll put them into practice, we'll see and we'll reap of it, Lord. Blessing. Father, we just thank you, Lord. I just seal this message with the blood of Jesus that you would just remind us, bring us back, bring it back to our remembrance, the things we learned, that we would put a guard over our hearts and over our mouths, Lord. Lord, so that the rudder of our ship is headed in the the right direction, God. Father, I just want to thank you and praise you for all that you've done in this place today and the way you've moved in and through our lives. I thank you that testimonies are going to come forth. People are going to realize what took place when they wake up in the morning or when they go to bed tonight, that they're going to sense a real change. Father, I just lift up um, the tithes and offerings this morning, Lord. Father, Lord, as your word says, give and it shall be given, that we should test you in this area, Father, because you're faithful. So, Father, we just give in response to your word. And, Lord, we just thank you, Lord. You said that we should be doers of the word and not hearers only. Lord, because then we deceive ourselves. But if we'll act upon the word, if we'll speak the word, or we'll do the word, we'll see you at work in our lives. So, Father, I thank you that right now as we're being obedient to your word in our tithes and offerings, Lord, I just speak and I declare right now that the windows of heaven are open, that you are responding to our giving, and that you're pouring out a blessing upon us that we don't have room enough to contain. Father, I just speak blessing on the giver the gift, and every seed sown in this place. And Father, I just thank you, Lord, right now for blessing the people today, for being responsive to your word in the name of Jesus. If you are writing a check, you can make it out to Passion.